Hello everyone, I'm Jamie Dury for National Preview Online, and welcome to another National Preview Online podcast. A few topics to discuss today, and of course you know, first and foremost will be the pending presidential election determination. I say determination because as of yet, despite what the media is telling you, not a single state has certified a single result. That's right. It's only the news media who was referring to Joe Biden as the president-elect. And this morning, we have one less news outlet that is doing that. Yesterday, RealClearPolitics.com removed the state of Pennsylvania from Joe Biden's column and has now made it undecided, as it should be. There is rampant voter fraud in the state of Pennsylvania, as there is in the state of Michigan, the state of Wisconsin, and also the state of Georgia. There's quite a few, quite a few. I'm going to go over some vote totals for you uh, on the Real Clear Politics site. Now, if we look, for instance, at the state of Georgia, Biden has 49.5% of the vote. Trump has 49.3% of the vote, with 99% of the vote counted. Most states, where the differential of the vote is less than 1%, you can get a recount. It's almost automatic. And if you have cause, it can be above that amount and you can sue for it. So there'll be a recount in Georgia. Trump was comfortably ahead. And all of a sudden, these leads started evaporating. In the state of Pennsylvania, with 49.8% of the vote, we have Biden. And with Trump, we have 49.1% of the vote. Seven-tenths of a percentage point, with 97% of the vote in. Biden leads by 47,353. Now, this in itself, my friends, should almost shock the intellect and the intelligence of most people. Because with almost 70% of the vote in on election eve, Trump was ahead by 700,000 votes. Do you know what kind of change in the percentage of votes breaking for Biden versus Trump you'd have to have with the last 30% of the vote in order to erase a 700,000 vote lead and install a 47,000 vote lead for you? It's almost, well, not almost, it's statistically impossible. It's statistically impossible. Now, in North Carolina, with a desperately trying to steal the election, um, Trump is still leading. North Carolina, with 97% of the votes reported, supposedly Trump has a 50.1% of the lead. Biden has 48.7. So that's above 1%. So Biden has no cause there. North Carolina will fall to Trump. In Arizona, with 98% of the vote counted, we have Biden at 49.5, and we have Trump at 49, a difference of just 14,000 votes. And there are military ballots in Arizona which have yet to be counted. We have a lot to look at here. Wisconsin... 
I can find it for you. 49.6% of the vote for Biden, 48.9% for Trump. That's with 100% of the vote counted. That will get a recount based on the fact that it's less than 1%. And with Michigan, we have an even wider margin. We have 50.6% for Biden, 479 for Trump. There's a 99% of the vote counted. Trump will have to prove some fraud there. I don't think it's going to be too difficult. There was a 135,000 vote dump for Biden at 4.30 in the morning. Trucks were brought in. Many of those ballots unsealed. And in many cases, we have an aggregate on the states that are contested, swing states, Wisconsin, Michigan, and Pennsylvania, a total of 450,000 ballots that only have the presidential race checked off, and it's checked off for Biden. That also is almost statistically impossible. And there are a few more statistics that make this all the more curious. Now, people think the Trump campaign isn't doing anything about it. They are, believe me. There are all type of legal actions, but these things are still in the process of working. The mainstream media isn't reporting it because they don't want you to know that these legal actions are taking place because they want you to believe this is all a fait accompli, that the election is over and that there's nothing more to be done. But there's plenty to be done. Plenty to be done. First of all, we have the Supreme Court of the United States, Justice Alito, mandating, issuing an order that Pennsylvania segregate all the ballots, and Pennsylvania decides they don't want to do it. They have to have their lawyers see if they can interpret what it is the judge meant. It's basically a one-sentence or less than one-paragraph order. Uh, it doesn't require much interpretation. Someone's going to have to show up uh, from the Justice Department in Pennsylvania with these attorneys, and they're going to have to have the marshals with them and just take somebody away in handcuffs where they won't let them go in. This is theft, pure and simple. Now, traditionally in this country, I discussed this a little bit yesterday, but I want to re-emphasize it today. Traditionally in this country, Democrats have always done better in urban areas, dense population centers of the country, than um, Republicans have. That's just always been the case. Biden, however, severely underperformed the performance of Hillary Clinton in 2016 and Barack Hussein Obama in 2008 and in 2012 in every urban center in this country. He did poorly, with the exception of the urban center of Milwaukee, Wisconsin. Surprise, surprise. Detroit, Michigan, surprise, surprise again, and Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, Pittsburgh, and Atlanta, Georgia. Surprise, surprise. All of those places, areas, where troves of votes came in in the middle of the night, all for Biden, not a single one for Trump. And the performance there, completely outside the margins of what Biden did in the rest of the country in urban areas like New York City and California, Los Angeles, places like that. And how do you explain it when Biden had no get-out-the-vote effort? Because they never planned to get any votes out. They planned to do this all by mail. It is as fraudulent as it gets. It's completely fraudulent.
So these things are going to be done. There's going to be there's affidavits that have been taken from a number of workers at the polls who said they saw these things. They've sworn these affidavits under oath, under penalty of perjury. They have to be investigated. We have postal workers who have testified that they were ordered to backdate ballots to make ballots that were illegal, legal in terms of the timeliness in which they were received. That is going to be looked at. All of it's going to be looked at. I think when the dust settles, right now, Biden is not the president-elect despite several news outlets proclaiming he is because Trump has not conceded and not a single state has certified their election results. Once a single state does that, then you have a president-elect. Once you have states that do that, you have president-elect or if the opponent concedes. Neither of those things have happened in this case. Now, RealClearPolitics.com has taken Pennsylvania away from Joe Biden. That happened last night, as I said earlier. So now Joe Biden is at 259. So let me show you what happens with these numbers very quickly. We have Biden at 259, and we have Trump currently at 214. And this is really disgraceful because there are races that should have been called for Trump already, like North Carolina and Alaska. Nobody's calling those. As I've said before, Biden has about as much chance of prevailing in Alaska as a one-legged man has of prevailing in an ass-kicking contest. It's just not going to happen. But Alaska has three votes. Okay? It doesn't sound like much, but in a close race, everything matters. So by, uh, Trump really doesn't have 214. He's got 217. Now, Biden's got 259 because they took Pennsylvania away from him. But I believe when the dust settles, you're going to see Arizona taken away from him as well, which would reduce Mr. Biden down to 248 and will raise Mr. Trump up to 228. Now there's only a 20-vote spread. And that would leave the following. That would leave only the states of Wisconsin, Michigan, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and North Carolina to be decided. And we may get a revisiting on Nevada, which has been prematurely given to Mr. Biden. But let's leave that aside for now. North Carolina, I would say, is going to go to Mr. Trump. So we're going to add 15 to his 228. And that gives us 243. So now we have Biden at 248, and we have Trump at 243. What's left outstanding now in that scenario is Georgia, Pennsylvania, and we still have, um, well, Michigan and Wisconsin, they're giving to Biden in that 248 number. But let's look at just Georgia and Pennsylvania. Let's assume that Biden holds on to his 248, that nothing is done with the um, with Wisconsin or Michigan. And I believe there's plenty to be done there. But let's just, for the moment, let's not even consider that. Let's just say he holds on to that. Georgia has 16 electoral votes. We add that to Mr. Trump. So 243, three and six is nine, one. That puts Mr. Trump at 269. 
If he's successful in proving the fraud in Pennsylvania, Trump will wind up with 289, and Biden will stay at 248. For a total, 537. We're missing a vote someplace. I don't know exactly where, but we're missing one. I could be wrong. Maybe North Carolina has 16. But in any case, this thing is far from over. So I want everyone, again, to keep their powder dry, but don't be complacent. Keep writing. Keep calling your representatives. Let them know you're furious. There was an excellent piece last night on Tucker Carlson. I'm not advocating for Fox News anymore, but I am advocating for individual hosts on Fox News. Tucker Carlson did an excellent piece uh, about what is at stake in this election. If this thing isn't investigated so that people have confidence in their election results, you're never going to get people to have confidence in an election ever again in this country. Never again. Never again. So you've got to stay the course with this. I've donated money to the Trump re-election effort. I think it's warranted. I think it's a terrible, terrible thing to have this country descend into a banana republic. This entire thing, from the COVID-19 virus to the excuse that the COVID-19 virus must prevent people from voting. I mean, I don't know if many of you realize just how big a crock of shit I'm sorry to use that language, but how big a crock of shit this has all been. These same people who advocate that all the votes for safety have to go by mail are the same people who are sitting on those two silly footprints, like I've said before, who are waiting online, at the supermarket, any place else they have to go, at restaurants, but they're afraid to go to vote. They're using this to control you. They're using this to shut down your business, to keep you dependent on the government, hat in hand, like in a third world country, telling you you have to wear a mask because it's discourteous. You, you, don't, have a, you don't have a right to have a choice because you could be putting somebody else at risk and kill them. Come on. This thing's got a 99% survival rate. There's a 1% mortality rate. There have been diseases since the dawn of time. Some are serious, some are not. This is not. I'm sorry to burst everybody's bubble. I know that people have died from it, but people die from the flu every year, too, at 64,000 at minimum, maybe as high as 100,000. And it's usually the elderly, because when we get old, we all have to die of something. Life and death go hand in hand. Death is a part of life. We can't get away from it. None of us is going to be here forever. I don't like to think of that. I'll be gone someday. My father is gone. My mother. God lover will go someday. I understand it. You understand it. We all have wives, husbands, siblings, children, parents. We know it. But that doesn't change things. The fact that people have died for co- from COVID doesn't make it some sort of pandemic on the order with the bubonic plague, which wiped out half of Europe and came in three waves over the millenniums. This is a flu. It may turn out it's been a, an engineered flu by the Chinese to try and destroy our country and maybe provide an unintended avenue for the Democratic Party to exploit this crisis. But it is a flu. That's what it is. And now we find out from Pfizer 
that they have a vaccine. And it has exceeded their expectations. They thought it would be 70% effective. They now believe it is 90% effective with a high degree of tolerance, meaning most people are able to tolerate the vaccine with little or no ill effects from taking it. Don't ever forget that. And don't ever forget who the man was that caused this accelerated development of the vaccine. Donald Trump. Don't let Biden, if God forbid, he should be installed as the 46th president, try and convince you that he produced the vaccine. He didn't do jack. He's been sitting in his basement wearing a mask, sucking on a lollipop, maybe on his thumb, while they're pumping him up with Alderol whenever he has to show up for a public appearance. And how much longer do you think they can do that before this guy keels over? Let me tell you how fraudulent this has been. Not only do we have fraudulent votes that are responsible for installing this man, if he ultimately is installed, the candidate they foisted upon you, they being the Democratic Party, isn't even the person who's ultimately going to be calling the shots. And I don't think it's going to be Kamala Harris either. It's going to be the Silicon Valley money men who call the shots. Joe Biden won't even last the first year. He'll be gone. But I don't think he's going to have to even worry about it. Because I believe that just as God himself chose Donald Trump to save this country from those who sought to destroy it, I think he's not finished. I think he has more for Trump to do. And I think he will return him to the Oval Office for four more years. For National Preview Online, I'm Jamie Dury. Thank you.